<laughs> All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast with uh, Beyond the Boundaries, a group relations podcast sponsored by Group Relations International. And I'm here today with my co-hosts, Amber Williams, hey. Lauren Levy, hello, Rod Smith, also known as Coach Love. What's happening, y'all? And me, Manny Molin. How are y'all doing? Good. Excited. Ready to do this, people. Let's rock. All right. Okay. Um, so as we begin, I want our listeners to get an idea of who we are. Um, Rod, do you want to take it? Sure. Let's start it off. Uh, Rod Smith, I go by Coach Love. Uh, been in the uh, group relations scene since 2014 uh, as a student, as a teacher's assistant, as uh, part of my work and what I do, uh, teaching uh, at the Air Force Academy, leadership there. Uh, and just so we know, clear the air they're here. I'm not speaking on behalf of the Air Force or anything like that. I am here as myself, uh, representing my own thoughts and thinking in this group relations world. Hey, Amber, what'd you say? Um, hi, everyone. I'm Amber Williams. Uh, I am a Black, uh, queer, non-binary individual um, who resides in the Philadelphia area, um, born and raised uh, over here. Um, and I've been connected to group relations work for four years now. Um, and uh, am a co-creator with Group Relations International, who is sponsoring our um, podcast, and uh, a board member with uh, the AKRS Institute. Uh, so uh, that's a little bit about me, and I guess we'll, more will be revealed as we share more throughout the episode. So, uh, Lauren? Hi, I am Lauren. I have been doing group relations work for... I've been saying four years for a while. I guess that's still true. Maybe almost five at this point. Um, and I got into the work through my graduate program in San Diego. Um, I am working towards my license to be a professional counselor and um, currently live in Philly where I run a few GR groups um, with Amber actually. Um, and yeah, excited to be here and to dive into this stuff with y'all. Cool, cool. Uh, I guess that leaves me. Um, so I am black heterosexual male above the age of 30 um, from Boston, living here now in San Diego. Rod, calm down with the eye rolls, please. Um, and uh, let's see, I've been introduced to group relations work um, since 2015, so about five years now. And then um, I've been practicing group relations work for about three years now. Um, and so, um, you know, now I'm able to do this, uh, at my job through a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee that I'm on. Um, and so, you know, I've been really blessed and appreciate being introduced to the work of group relations. I don't know if anyone else has anything to add to that, but if not, I think we can jump forward, um, to what made us join this group specifically. Um, I'm happy to lead us off. 
Um, so uh, what made me join this group? Uh, one, I just uh, have a passion or enjoy podcasts. Um, and that's something that piqued my interest for a few years now. And I've always been curious about. Um, and I think also regulations definitely is a passion of mine. And I you know, fell in love with the work and am connected to it and uh, want to continue to add life to it and spread it to as many people as possible. So I think this was just a unique way to bring those two things together um, and really have bring a voice and a, a young voice to group relations, which um, historically has been more of the older person's uh, field. Um, and so I think it's nice to be finding my way uh, through this work and wanting to extend that out to a variety of different people that maybe wouldn't otherwise encounter it. So, uh, Rod, do you want to go next? <laughs> yeah. Uh, joining this group. Well, you know, this group relations work, there's a lot you know, that, that goes into it and uh, with experiences, you know, that, that people have in it, uh, there, there are many different directions people can go in. And so for myself, you know, wanting to join this particular group, um, being a co-creator uh, in GRI, um, it, it, it was a passion or it is a passion of mine. Uh, to get this work out uh, and to help people better understand some of those experiences. Uh, and, and this group was about it in a very creative way, uh, doing a podcast. And I've always wanted to test out my little podcast voice <laughs> and see how that works in moving ideas forward in the world. And uh, this, this was a great time, a great energy, great vibe. And I love the people who are here. Uh, we've met uh, in, in other circles and, and just enjoyed the energy and wanted to keep that going. It's another way to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. What say you, Manny? That's why they call him Coach Love, y'all. <laughs> Sentimental. Um, so for me, you know, it was uh, being invited to a co-creator space and um, wanting to figure out, you know, especially with COVID, you know, how can we be innovative? What can we continue to do? And we're called co-creators for a purpose. And it's really about, um, you know, being able to activate yourself. And so... Um, for me, I, my energy was around a podcast and kind of, you know, lending um, to that platform to be able to still have people come and talk about the experience in a different way. Um, and so, you know, that was really kind of what brought me to this. And I'm glad to be here with everyone that that's here. And um, I look forward to the work that we're going to be doing and the conversations we're going to be holding and, you know, all the things that, that are going to come out of this. So that's what I would say. Yeah, for me, I feel like this idea popped up. It wasn't mine. It was Manny's idea and one of the persons like a while, while back. And um, I guess similar to the sentimental thing, like I, I joined this group after I saw who was participating in it, all the people that I really care about a lot on a very deep level and believe in their gifts and their talents and loved that they were doing something um that was different within the work. And I really wanted to support them and be a part of it. Um, And I think also it felt really enticing to have an alternative way to get to know people that have been in the work for a long time and new people and have conversations in a different way. Um, So I think those two things combined, it felt really exciting to participate in this and kind of see what unfolds from here. So, yeah. 
But I think it's maybe important to note we've been meeting for a while now, getting prepped for this. And each time we meet, we keep each other on Zoom so we can see each other, even though obviously this is just an audio, audio recording right now. So um, it's interesting to see the dynamics just when you're listening to it versus when you're also seeing it as well. So that's been a cool learning experience um, and a new way to sort of interact with the work that is for, not familiar to me before this. So. Do you, do you guys want to talk about what group relations means to each of you? Yeah, I think uh, one of the ways, uh, before going completely in that direction, one of the things that is that you brought up, Lauren, uh, is that for the listeners uh, to know a little bit about our setup and how we're doing this right now is that, yeah, we are all on, on a Zoom so we can actually see each other. Um, and then we're also uh, recording it using another uh device and so um thought this was uh important for everyone to know I, I guess just so you can understand some of the dynamics that you know like when nanny might say something crazy like watch the eye rolls rod you'll know exactly where that's coming <laughs> from because uh, we are literally in different parts of the country right now so we're out in california uh colorado and as you heard out in philly uh so uh this is one way we could do it in this environment and I, and I think in some ways, you know, kind of segueing into what group relations means to me, I mean, th this is it, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's having an experience with people uh, that I never would have had otherwise, and then, you know, really wanting to continue to do some kind of work or, or to build upon what was learned there in order to make a difference in the world. Um, so in short, you know, that's, that's sort of my affective uh, connection with what group relations means to me. Um, Amber, how about yourself? Um, group relations for me, I think on like a technical side is like studying groups and systems and just understanding um, how a lot of our unconsciousness plays out um, in our everyday life um, and how we create, we, we create and create patterns for ourselves and I think it's given me the opportunity to be curious about all those things and to um, really slow myself down and pause and take a moment to really be present with what's happening in the moment. Um, and for me, someone who's always on the go and always thinking 12 steps ahead, I think um, that's been really helpful um, as a life skill uh, and really something that I've been able to use in my interpersonal experiences and my professional life. Um, and so forth, so forth and so on. Um, and I really do also just enjoy doing shadow work. Um, and I think that group relations has definitely opened the portal for me to really be able to do that and have a lot of self-discovery and self-development. So um, that's pretty much, I guess, group relations for me in a sense. Uh, Manny, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, honestly, you know, both of you have pretty much hit all the points that I would make what about what group relations means to me. Um, I think the other piece to it is also, you know, you can't talk about group relations without naming BART, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> boundaries, uh, authority, role and task, and really understanding, you know, how that functions when you're in a group of people and identifying, you know, how you're reacting to authority, um, how you, how, what's, what are the boundaries? You know, is that something that we talk about? I mean, just now we just identified what our boundary looks like, um, which is ironic to our name because we're, we're, we're doing something that's outside of that quote unquote norm. Um, 
And so what's our role in it and, you know, what's the task and things like that. And so I, I like understanding the dynamics of that. I'm able to do that um, at work. Um, it's very helpful. It's a tool that helps um, to kind of bring in transformational leadership um, to a space. And so, you know, for me, that's, that's really why I love it. Um, I like going to the conferences. I like being a member at the conferences. You know, it's like this puzzle you're always constantly trying to figure out. And trust me, you you could have been to this puzzle many times before. And each time there's something different, there's something new to take away from. Um, while also working a conference is something that's an exciting experience to have. And I've been very blessed to have that experience. And I look forward to having more experiences like that, um, just kind of helping to develop other people um, and myself as well. So, you know, really, that's that's what group relations is to me in a nutshell. Thanks, Danny. Um, I think for me, what group relations is to me has shifted a lot over time and continues to shift the longer I do it. I used to be really confused how people were in this work for like 20 years. And I was like, what, is, what else is there to learn? Like, haven't you figured it out by now? Like, uh, it really didn't make sense to me. But I've realized, again, as time has gone on, that it's kind of like an endless um, learning system, like there's always something else to learn or to gain from it. And I find that it creates a lot of really rich learning that is absent from my life without these holding spaces that are group relations conferences, group relations events, spaces like this that are kind of an alternative way um, of existing, but still doing the work. And I think that um, for me, it's been a really important informative space it's like the space where i first really learned about my whiteness and my whiteness's impact on other people um which has you know definitely pushed me into all sorts of spaces of learning and growing um that have gone beyond what i could even have imagined before i started out in this work um and i learned about and got to explore my queerness and what that meant to me and a group relations space for the first time. Um, and I think too, for me, I'm realizing the longer I do it, that the leadership aspect of it beyond the personal development aspect in my personal life has really started to come forth. Um, it's given me a lot of opportunities to test out, experiment and try on what it means to be a leader, what kind of leader I innately am what kind of leader I'd like to be, you know, gives me a space to learn how to kind of shift how I am showing up in spaces. Um, and I think it's even extended out um, into newer spaces as well. For instance, I grew up riding horses and competing. And that's something that I'm like, working on getting back into. And as I conceptualize what that might look like for me, um, as a as an amateur, but high level com competitor in that organization, it's, I use group relations to kind of frame how it is that I want to show up in, in the pen. So even though that's totally not related to this work at all, um, it really helps me in every area of my life. So I'm really grateful for it. And yeah, I met all you peeps through group relations. So that's awesome too. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm building upon with what all of us have shared is, um, you know, what it's such an experience, whether you, my first experience in it was in a classroom environment. 
uh, semester-long classroom environment where these group relations principles uh, were thrown into the mix and we're trying to figure everything out. And this is at a time when Black Lives Matter really started to gain momentum. And so uh, you could imagine, you know, the world that was outside the classroom, how that was showing up inside the classroom. And that's one of the things that group relations ends up becoming, at least in my experiences, is a microcosm of the dynamics of the world within which we live, in which we can explore, you know, on, on several levels you know, from, from our own personal experiences. But then we turned around and had a conference and boom, he was like, what in the blue blazes? And then it started to show up in leadership conversations. You know, it's something that just never went away in our conversations that we had when uh, I went through this for the first time at the University of San Diego. And then it just became part of my thinking and how I, you know, develop leaders or how I might listen to the news, how I might listen to meetings at work or, and dare I say, even how I might play basketball. (laughs) Oh my. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think it creates like a, a way to have a really nuanced conversation too about these topics that we typically like have such cookie cutter cyclical conversations about. For instance, like race relations in the United States. Like when you're in a group relations conference, it allows you to build bridges and understand your impact in such like minute ways, no matter which place you are in within that conversation and learn about your reaction to other people that are a part of that conversation. And I really love that too. It, it helps me in a way that I haven't found as impactful as any like diversity training or all the ridiculous things that companies put forth and say, like, if you do this, you'll be woke. It's like, you know, it's like it, it dives in on a much more personal level. And I'm really appreciative of that, you know, even outside of a conversation about race, but any of our identities as people. So yeah. Hmm. Hey, Manny. Oh, good. Uh, did Manny? Did you answer the question? Hey, Manny answered that question, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, he, he did. Yeah. He brought in. He brought in Bart. He wanted to go yeah. straight to the technical <laughs> stuff. Around. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's no relations without attention to Bart. <laughs> but I, I was going to say in relation to where Lauren was going, bringing us to then our first experience with group relations, um, because she spoke a lot to what the more personal impact is and how dynamic the work that we do is. And you're not going to walk away from a conference not having experienced anything at all, that's for sure. (laughs) So um, maybe we can all start sharing our first story. Um, And I don't want to go first. (laughs) Tossing it to whoever wants it. Looks like Lauren might. I can go. Mine's not very exciting. Y'all had like more exciting stories than mine, but we can analyze that. Anyway, um, so for me, I was introduced to group relations work on accident, kind of, in my um, group counseling class at the University of San Diego. Um, And I had been told that you know, you were really going to miss out if you didn't find your way into that class by people who were like a year above me. Um, But no one really explained what that meant. Um, And at some point throughout the semester, my professor for that class did what I now know is a fishbowl activity with us, but he didn't explain what we were doing. 
he just asked like a small portion of the class to volunteer to sit in a circle in the middle of the room and then have everyone else sit on the outside. And um, he sat in the middle circle with us. And um, I don't remember all of the details, but I think he just like sat there and looked at his shoelaces and didn't say anything after that. And we were all just sitting there. I had volunteered to be in the middle and we were so confused and like, what the heck is this? This is the weirdest thing in the world. And we all started like awkwardly laughing and talking about totally random stuff and like flailing to understand what it was that we were supposed to be doing. And at the end of it, um, he explained what had happened and pointed out that we really kind of like freaked out because the authority figure in the room, our professor, was not giving us direction or telling us how to be, you know, and as grad students, we're very good at taking direction. And most of us are very perfectionistic and we know how to sort of work the system in that way. So to have that absent from the person we turn, we usually turn to for direction um, was really jarring. And I just thought the whole thing was fascinating. And by the end of the semester, he offered for anyone in the class who was interested in learning more about that because he kind of used group relations to inform the group counseling and how you could be a good counselor in a group setting. He said, like, if anyone's interested in getting more involved and learning more, let me know. And me and one other girl um, who I'm really good friends with and um, did a lot of group, like GR work for a while are the only ones from the class that took him up on that. And now all these years later, I'm like a co-creator and doing all these groups and going to a bunch of conferences and I'm super involved in it. But it wasn't really a traumatic experience, which I know is not necessarily the case for everyone on this call. So yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to fill in from there, but um, Amber, I don't know, your story is like a lot, I think. (laughs) Um, I'm happy to go, I guess. Um, so my introduction to group relations was fall of 2016. Um, so that was, um, after two police shootings that happened that summer before it was election season. Um, we actually had class on election night, um, for three hours where we sat inside a large auditorium and everyone was obviously preoccupied on their phones watching the different states from the East Coast come in, but that's a whole separate situation. Um, and I had, um, three professors uh, that led our three sections. Um, They were all white, um, two of them queer. And then we had uh, somewhere between like 11 to 16, 17 TAs um, across the three sections uh, and none of them were black either. Um, And so I feel like that just set us up for a poorly held container considering all that was happening around that time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't really have much information going into that class. Um, it was also at the University of San Diego, Lead 550 600, um, leadership theory, I think is what they call it. Um, so, you know, sounds harmless, sounds normal for a leadership degree. Um, but of course on our first night we get there and there's like 140 people inside of the auditorium and the three of our professors are at the front and they're just like so how do you want to begin (laughs) and obviously no one knew what to do or what was going on 
Um, but as Rod has stated earlier, um, your relations creates a microcosm of what's going on in the outside world. So it didn't take long for a lot of the political divides and the racial divides and uh, the queer divides and the age divides to all trickle down into our classroom. Um, and again, for me, I felt not knowing what the what this work was um, and just trying to wrestle with it um, and uh, all the time I found myself very defeated at the end of classes and I found myself and one other uh, classmate, this black guy who was a doctoral student at the time, were just really carrying a very heavy load um, to a degree that felt unhealthy uh, and absurd considering that I was paying tuition. <laughs> so I went on a vow of silence for the last six or seven weeks of the semester um, and still got an A, uh, which means that I'd done what I thought I did, a lot of heavy lifting in the first portion of the class, <laughs> that I could not say anything else at all and still um, be graded appropriately. Um, but walking away from that class, I didn't really enjoy that experience. I kind of felt like I started to get a handle of some of the theories towards the end of the semester, just like by listening or like by participating in my small group. But I wasn't sold, so I knew I had to take a um, conference uh, at some point before I could graduate. And there was a conference being offered the winter right after that class was taken. So I was like, let me just do it and get it out of the way. Um, and so uh, one of the bigger wigs in group relations um, held that conference phase, I think hired a more diverse staff and a staff that was better able to hold a container. Um, and also it was you know three days compared to 15 drawn out weeks. And um, I feel like I was able to heal and like learn from my past semester in that conference because there was like 50% of the participants had also taken the class the semester before too. So a lot of unfinished business carried over um, into that conference. Uh, and I had a white woman who was my small group consultant who I think really did a good job of holding space and gave me a little bit more faith in white leadership again. Um, and then I still was like, I'm on the fence. I don't really know if, if I wanna continue doing this at all post this conference. Um, but then I had heard when that there was a um, black staff conference coming to USD and it would be two months after that conference I just finished would wrap. And I was like, wow, like I get to be in a space with all black leadership, like sign me up and let me see, like, this is my, my Hail Mary. Like if they let me, this work is just not meant for me. Um, and of course I was, you know, blown away. Uh, the conference Rob might speak to at a later date, more in depth from being on the staff side of things, but just really blew my mind just from the moment of seeing the staff walk into the room, the energy was just royalty and loyalty and um, powerful and dynamic. And uh, yeah, those three days really changed my outlook um, on the power that group relations has and the power of the collective and the unconscious and, you know, lineages and portals to ancestry, like all of that, like I really just was, uh, was blown open. So I'm grateful, um, always indebted to that staff for having that conference at that time. It was very timely uh, for me. Um, and definitely, I think, shifted uh, my perspective for sure um, around the power of this work and my desire to continue to be a part of this work. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, my long list of beginning stages of group relations. But important, I think, to name those three experiences because um, 
that thing, that story, you know, alone with just the first portion, I don't think does it justice. So, mm-hmm. um, Rob, maybe you want to go since I mentioned you a couple times in my. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So my experience uh, going into uh, my first one anyway, uh, I'm in a room at the University of San Diego um, coming in from a part of an effort uh, at the Air Force Academy to develop faculty members to be able to teach at the Air Force Academy. So I'm coming off of a, an assignment and I'm walking onto the campus and it's a gorgeous campus. And I'm like, wow, this is like a great place to be. I show up in this room. There's like 98 people in this room and I find a seat somewhere in the middle of the whole thing. And uh, this dude walks up in the front of the room and just says, where would you like to begin? I thought, what in the blue blazes? It's like, I have my notes out. I have my pen out. I'm ready to take some notes. I got thought it was real fancy because I had an iPad. I mean, wow, this is so cool. And this dude says, where would you like to begin? Like, begin what? What are we talking about? Like, I don't see a prompt. I don't see anything in the syllabus. Nothing. Like, what are we here to do? And a gentleman spoke. No, no response. The guy just looks at us. The professor looks at us. And then I'm like, hey, yo, you're looking at us and we're looking at you and you know we're looking at us and we know you're looking at you. What are we doing? And that was the beginning of this whole entire experience of trying to figure out what in the world was happening to us. Um, We went, we covered the gamut, you know, for the next, you know, three or four months uh, in that fall semester of 2014, we covered conversations around gender, around race, around religion, around uh, sexual identity, around the, the international community. And by international, I mean from the perspective of the U.S. Um, and, and the, the rest of the world is as we uh, were kind of told. Um, I remember being told just from the initial interaction that I had with the professor that um, Rod Smith, you have this thing with control. You need control in order to do what you do. I thought, (laughs) yo, I just met you. Like, how are you pulling all of that into this? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand what we're talking about right now. And I'm like, what control? What are we talking about? So anyway, a lot of emotions popped up around that for everybody. Everybody got some. Everybody did. There was not a person that walked into that room or walked out of it without at some point just getting turned completely inside out and having to really reexamine who in the world am I? in relation to this world around me? And, and what are these different dynamics that either bring me into the fold or kick me out? And, and really having to work with that um, blew my mind. Uh, I went there to get a, uh, to pursue a, a doctorate, a PhD in leadership studies. And I thought 
there is nothing about transformational leadership that is holding all of these different dynamics that just popped up. And when we talk about the container, holding container, or the holding environment, uh, or holding space, um, there really is a process around that that I have become a very firm believer in, you know, from this first experience of how important it is uh, to create a space where people can have these very real and intimate conversations with each other. Because it, it gets raw. Oh, it was so raw. <laughs> so raw. And I loved it so much. I've been in it ever since. And uh, even uh, came back to it to, to help a new generation out. And that's where I bumped into Manny. So Manny, you want to talk about your first experience? <laughs> you know, you know, I appreciate you doing that because now I don't have to worry about not name dropping. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I had my first experience um, through integral leadership theory. And it's, you know, again, everything that's talked about here, everything that like the experiences we share, we had them in different times, but it's still the same experience. And um, one thing that was interesting to me was when Amber talked about um, the identity of uh, her small group consultant, and it made me think like, oh, like, does it, does the identities have an impact on the experience? And in the idea that you can have this experience with many different professors, it's still the same. Um, it just, I'm interested in, in having a conversation about that. But so, yeah, my first experience was in that class and I was just like y'all, I was confused. And usually I'm confused, but this time I was like really <laughs> confused. <laughs> like <laughs> I was really like, what the hell are y'all seeing what I'm seeing? Like, did you, are you seeing this? Um, and so, you know, but over time, I just kept trusting the process for whatever it was and knowing that I wasn't alone in it. Um, coming back and, you know, the interesting thing was it, it was about like 140 people. And these people are all from, you know, it took me a little bit of time to learn that like some people are not from the same program I was in, but yet this was a leadership experience for a lot of people. And so, you know, there were people who were veterans in the room, like in terms of how long they've been in the work. Um, there were people who you know, were young and, you know, just came to grad school for the first time. So it was like a melting pot of all these different identities and race and gender, international identity, all these things came up. Um, I remember a few dark moments for myself in the experience. Uh, one time I was, I said something around like, oh, like, you know, I don't see color, you know, I'm this kumbaya person. When I get in the room, like everybody gets long and I got chewed out real quick i got blindsided um by, by a black woman and didn't see that coming and it's like it felt like my my blackness card got revoked or something like that in the moment like damn i don't want to be with that guy because he just said that thing um and i was really trying to work that i didn't understand it and i'm like yo what's this hostility towards me and like you know, and it makes me, you know, when I tell this story now, it makes me want to go back to even continue that conversation because I, I was so intimidated at the moment because I didn't know who this person was. I didn't know, you know, I, I knew of her from other people, but like it was just a big intimidating experience. And then to be called out like that in this large group, you know, the terminology for that is assassination in the group relations world. And so in a way, like that was my first taste of assassination from putting myself out there. And then that semester ended. Um, 
actually before that semester ended, the other piece of that semester was this small group consultant that I had who came out of nowhere, you know, just really cold and challenging and just just irritated me so much because I wasn't really getting anything from them while they were pretty much trying to get me to kind of, you know, develop and see the things that were available to me right in front of me. Um, and what, what came to be is that this is Rod who's here on, on this podcast. And, you know, he's, you know, I'll be honest. Um, at the time I was frustrated because I think the frustrations that I, that I was experiencing with Rod represented itself as if Rod was my, my own sibling. And so I did a lot of work around that. I remember calling Rod and just, I remember where I was, I was sitting on the floor and I was just having this conversation with him. Like, Hey, I need to, to have this conversation with you and let you know, like what's going on. And it made all these other things become available. And I think that was the breaking point in which I started to understand the work a little bit more and like what, what the purpose was and, and the task was and what Rod's role was. Cause that when, 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 when you're in role and we'll talk about that, but when you're in role, it's a very different element than, you know, when you're not in role. And so, um, this coach love person, I didn't see it at all, but it was, it was there. It was there. It was actually, it was there more than I, than I realized. Um, so I finished having that experience and then, um, you know, the con the going to the conference was this added element to it. So I kind of had to do it. Not that I was excited about it because of how people were talking about the experience. So I go and I have the experience of the, of the conference which is three days back to back, which is very different from holding it throughout a semester. And it's kind of like you're just locked into this container for the weekend or the spaces for the weekend. Um, and you're just with these people all weekend and you're trying to figure it out. And some people are students, some people are not students. And you're just like, what is going on? And it's the study of the unconscious during that whole time. And like, what's coming up for you? What are you feeling? Like, literally, like, in this silent moment, in this quiet moment of a room of 140 people, whether they're staring at your face or your neck or your back or whatever, like you're trying to tap into what's going on in that moment, um, interpreting dreams. And, you know, it was very interesting stuff in terms of how those things connected, you know, you to uh, some other people. But I had another assassination moment during that conference um, with a small group consultant. Um, and the experience was me trying to do my kumbaya thing in my group. And then my group kind of chewed me out because they were recognizing what my behavior and my pattern was. And when they did that, it immediately, like, I just kind of went into this silent zone, like the one that um, Amber speaks about, except in this moment, that silence was being filled with so much like heat and anger and frustration that I was holding that this group couldn't see that I'm here trying to do what's best for the group and then they're chewing me out for it and so the consultant recognized that my silence and just simply asked Manny how does that make you feel right now it was the timing of the question and I just kind of went off and just was like I don't like what this group is doing to me I just feel frustrated and angry because I'm here trying to like bring everybody together and then all I'm getting is all this stuff about my behavior and this and that like I was just going off and in that experience, um, that was that was what was what I needed to make available for myself, because then it, it kind of changed the tone for it, for the whole for that whole experience and how people were experiencing me, how I felt people were experiencing me and how I was experiencing other people. Um, 
and just being open, just being brutally open about what you're holding and what you're feeling. And for so many times, you know, if it wasn't for this experience, this course, I, I'd still be that kind of person who's sitting in a meeting or who's sitting in a space where I'm just holding whatever I'm actually feeling um, and not being able to put that out there because I'm worried about, you know, how it's going to make somebody else feel or, you know, whatever. But that's called doing your work. And if you don't do that, you're avoiding it. So, you know, that's what it comes down to. And we'll have those opportunities, those experiences here where we'll do that work with each other. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of what my first experience looked like. You know, Manny, one of the things I, I just have to chime in on, and I just can't let it go because you brought it up so well, was how much group relations, and, and, and I'm hearing it with all of our stories also, is that group relations goes through these different experiences with our shadow and how we're relating to groups and uh, what we're bringing into the groups and how much of our identity shows up in those interactions. And the exploration of that, you know, brought out the very things that we personally on an individual basis needed to deal with, you know, to, in order to become part of the group and to work with the group, to work through the group uh, that, that we're in. And I mean, it, I mean, you, I think you just, you explained it really well, Manny, that even for myself, it just brought up, you know, just in my context when I was talking about, uh, the military piece and, and that need for control, mm. you know, that's like military 101 right there. You know, if you look at all of our processes, it's all about control. And what this experience did for me was it really kind of reoriented how much chaos, if you will, you know, in those shadow experiences that we were trying to control. And it was just one of those things like once you see it, you cannot unsee it and it then becomes the thing that you just you just you're sensitive to it you're like we got to talk about that yeah. we're gonna talk about that you know we're gonna figure this thing out and, and we're gonna figure out how it's in you know keeping us from the task coming back to bart you know that that our group or operations are all about so yeah i just wanted to really solidify that that point that you made, but actually that both you, actually all three of you, Amber, Lauren, <laughs> Manny, that, that, that you made with that. So it's a little bit of what I got just out of this conversation. Man, we're already in it. Oh, good. I got to stop. No, that's Boy. good. No, that's, it's, it's good. <laughs> I think it's all good um, to, you know, to, and that's, that's what I think that would wrap up what our first episode really is about and just kind of, keeping it there because, you know, I know that we are excited to continue talking more. I mean, I have questions, you know, but, um, you know, I just, I think we can keep that for the next few episodes. Amazing. Thank you all for joining the Beyond the Boundaries podcast sponsored by Group Relations International. Bye. Peace. <laughs>